everyone, and welcome to the Tightwad Tech, episode 51, Slide Rocket, for June 16th, 2011. This week, we'll be joined by Nat Robinson of the Slide Rocket Corporation uh, to talk to us about one of our favorite tools that we've mentioned here on the show, too, uh, called Slide Rocket. Notice how I said Slide Rocket there so many times in yes. that intro. Good marketing. No question about what this show is about. Yeah. Slide rocket. Slide rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get there a little later on. Uh, but, uh, uh, but first, I, I want to remind you again about our spring and early summer sellout contest. Uh, soon to be uh, winter. Soon to be <laughs> <laughs> the winter 2011s. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the, uh, the spring sellout contest, I'm just going to run through this quickly. Uh, the idea is that you write a uh, review of some sort uh, about the Tightwad Tech on some public forum. Uh, 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 make a YouTube video, make a Twitter post. Well, Twitter would be a little a little short. Post it on a blog, post it on somebody else's forum, someplace that the world can see it, uh, and uh, write a review about the Tightwad Tech show or about the Tightwad Tech hosts or about the Tightwad Tech fashion sense just something yeah um something creative and witty and intelligent and entertaining then you come back to our website where we will have a forum set up there and you uh post a link to your review in our forum it gets a little convoluted but it works yeah Uh, you post a link to your review in our forum then we go look at it and the community votes on what they like and then after all the votes are counted sean and i pick the one we like best uh and (laughs) they win a uh, Dell DJ Diddy 512 meg MP3 player. It's a handy little portable player. Great if you are a, a runner, uh, perhaps, or if you want to give something to your kids that uh, you don't care if they lose because you want it for free. Um, right. It's a great little tool for that. And also, we're going to give you away uh, a T-shirt. So uh, we're gonna. We were originally going to do this uh, for the month of May and announce the winner early June. Well, here it is, early June, and uh, let's just say the uh, entrants haven't been rushing in. Um, well, but we do have a couple now, and uh, and they're actually really good, great reviews. They they're well written. Um, I'm kind of still hoping that we'll get that real witty one, the the kind of funny, right. you know, uh, you know, uh, Mark sounds like Foghorn Leghorn, but I don't <laughs> I know. Say now, I say now, that's not true, son. Um, so anyway, the one thing I wanted to mention is uh, one of our entrants was uh, somebody wrote a post on Facebook and the links to it, but his page is not publicly accessible. That doesn't count. Right. Yeah. So. Ouch. Yeah. So if, if only a hundred people who are your friends can see it, that's not publicly available. That doesn't count. So redo your, just copy and paste yeah. it somewhere else. Con- um, yeah. Control C. So I'm not going to say we, we don't accept <laughs> Facebook entries, but the, the original rule there was that it has to be public and a, a Facebook page that is not publicly accessible is not public even if you have five thousand friends that's still technically not public right so right there we go yeah i agree i agree uh well i'm gonna jump in here with something completely unrelated but something that i was uh listening to in the security now podcast uh you know since uh we're gonna promote our podcast i'll go ahead and you know, promote somebody else's podcast. Uh, but, uh, I was listening to security now. And if you don't listen to it, it's, uh, it's hosted by Leo support, Leo Laporte and Leo support, support, Leo support. That, that'd be a good name for him. Uh, Leo Laporte. And <laughs> I, I can't get over it. I'm trying to say Steve Gibson, uh, too fast. Leo Laporte and Steve Gibson and, uh, Steve Gibson. If you don't know who he is, uh, the man's just basically a genius. There's no two ways about that. He's a genius and he knows everything there is to possibly know about security and not only that he adds on to that right so you take the sum of all security knowledge and then he goes out and invents stuff so uh so he's really an amazing guy and this uh this last but just say this when you're an expert on computer uh, security it also tends to make you a bit of a tinfoil hat you know and and which he definitely is he's paranoid and and i guess the more you know about it the more paranoid you get yeah yeah when you know all the ways that you can get pwned uh yeah (laughs) you're gonna be you're gonna be kind of nervy uh but Anyway, he, uh, 
he had just recently he'd been playing around with Java and he's a he's a like you know machine code guy. I mean he's old old school, and uh, he had been playing around with Java and then came up with JavaScript. Uh, JavaScript, and uh, he uh, came up with a great password generator and he was all excited about that. And so it's funny he just gets into working on how pa- passwords are generated and everything and and uh, going into uh, random generating uh, random number generating and things like that and then he he has this epiphany and it's uh, just without going into too much detail you can go there and listen to it but essentially that in a password the entropy or the the variance of characters in the password are almost next to meaningless next to the length of the password and uh so he gives a great example where uh you can use like uh let's say 10 asterisk signs and then uppercase d zero lowercase g and like a dollar sign for dogs and then another 10 asterisks so this is amazingly easy to remember it's easy to input and yet it's vastly more secure than any randomly generated password you can right. make. So what you have is 25 characters. And so if a user is brute forcing, they have to, they don't know that those 25 characters are asterisks. They have to try every possible combination. Right. And so even though you don't have a lot of entropy is, is the term that they use, uh, in, in cryptography, even though you have, a, don't have a lot of entropy in your password and that you've only got a couple of letters and some symbols, the, the attacker doesn't know that. So right. it's still a highly secure uh, thousands of years to to brute force passwords. Uh, trillions of years. I mean, yeah, he was he was talking on the order of uh yeah, hundreds of thousands of millennia or something. I mean, it was crazy, right? And you tested that on his website. I mean, yes. that proved out, right? Uh so uh, pretty amazing stuff. So you know, it, it may have already been uh, come up on your radar. We're not uh, a daily by any means, so you may have already heard of this. But it is uh, Steve Gibson is somewhat obscure, and you right. may not have heard uh, heard so this. So the, the takeaway from this is uh, instead of using obscure, hard to remember passwords like at sign ampersand capital T lowercase f q, you know, and, right. and you know we have uh, we both use LastPass and just hit that generate password, and it does something like that. You can pick. Uh, a series of leading characters and a series of trailing characters that is a, num- a lot of digits, but easy to remember. Dot dash, dot dash, dot dash, dot dash. Whatever you can remember. Yeah. And put then that, embed your, your right. easy password in the middle of all. Right. That. Or put your password at the beginning and then your stuff at the end. Or put the one letter of your password and then a bunch of gibberish and then other letters. But mix it up like that. And you can get a password that's easy to remember, easy to type, uh, but highly, highly secure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I had. I yeah. just had to throw so that out That there. was pretty cool, though. Sure. We'll move right on to uh, Mr. Nat Robinson, VP Marketing and Business Development of SlideRock. Nat, uh, let's just begin with you giving us a, a brief introduction of, to, of yourself. Tell us a little bit about uh, um, you and and you and SlideRocket and how you two came together and, and just go. Sure. Uh, well, I met uh, Mitch, the founder of SlideRocket, and uh, his co-founder, Mike Lingle, back in uh, the end of 2007. Uh, I was exiting a very uh, long, tenured career at uh, Oracle Corporation, and uh, I was looking to do something a lot more entrepreneurial, and I uh, had come across SlideRocket a few months earlier and was just blown away by the vision of what SlideRocket could become. Uh, so I joined the company very early 2008 uh, as the VP of marketing, and uh, I've been with SlideRocket about three and a half years, and it's been a it's been a great ride. Okay, well, just give us the uh, the nutshell version. What is SlideRocket? You were blown away by the vision. Share that vision with our audience. Absolutely. Uh, well, we like to say that SlideRocket is the new way to present because it's really the first evolution in presentation technology in about 25 years. Uh, and in many ways, it's the antithesis of what, what came before. Um, what By that, I mean the PC era, uh, where you put software on your PC or laptop and, and you create files, um, your work stays with you. And But if you want to share it, you have to attach a file to an email or upload it somewhere, um, at which point you sort of become disconnected from it. You know, you broadcast your ideas out there, but you really don't know what's happening with it. Uh, and in the new way to present, 
using Slide Rocket, you can create your presentations online. Uh, you share them by sharing a link. You know when someone watches it. Uh, you get stats about who's watched it, what they've looked at, and 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 find out what they thought about it. And you can create presentations with your with your peers and and really tap into a, a wide world of resources um, that help you make a more informed and better looking presentation. And by by the way, uh, you know when I say presentation, it's no longer a broadcast, an outbound broadcast. It's a conversation, what we call a conversation catalyst. Uh, you're sort of engaging your your viewers in a in a conversation rather than just broadcasting something to them. So that this new way that we talk about it is very connected, uh, collaborative, social, and increasingly mobile. All right, uh, I'm kind of curious. Just uh, I, I guess it's uh, just been three and a half years, but uh, where is that three and a half years taken you? Uh, so your employee one, and I imagine uh, you've got some sort of small office there, and and uh, an idea and a dream and a, a direction you guys want to go. So where where's it go from day one, and uh, what's that led you to up to this point? Sure, I'll I'll give you some of the highlights. Um, so the company was started uh, at the end of 2007 by Mitch Grosso and Mike Lingle. Um, and obviously they thought there was a big opportunity to reinvent presentation software for the modern world and help people avoid the death by PowerPoint, uh, which is synonymous with the, the old era of, of productivity computing, productivity software. Um, so in early 2008, uh, we received a round of funding from Hama Winblad and shortly after, we attended uh, Under the Radar Spring and won three out of four possible awards in our category, uh, including Judge's Choice and, and, and People's Choice. Uh, so we thought we uh, were off to a pretty good start there. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we launched to the public in October 2008 um, after a really strong beta program. Uh, we probably had 30,000 people in the beta program. Uh, and then... Uh, the following year, in 2009, uh, we took another round of funding from Hummel Winblad, joined by Azure Capital. And um, that wasn't a great time to go raise money and get funding, but um, we managed to do it and uh, continue on. And then, uh, really, that leads us up to April 2011. Uh, we, we, we were acquired by VMware. And, uh, and uh, you know, now we get to continue on with VMware. All right, so let's talk about that. That seems to me to be a case of strange bedfellows. Uh, how does uh, VMware, a company into desktop virtualization, care anything about an online version of PowerPoint? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And, and uh, you know, we expected that it'd be some eyebrow raising when the acquisition announcement was made. Uh, because this is sort of new territory for, for VMware, who, as you say, is, is traditionally known for dominating the virtualization market. Um, and clearly, anytime you're having a discussion like this, you want to believe there's a synergy with what you're both doing. Um, and like SlideRocket, VMware had a very big vision of what the future should look like for information workers. Um, and I think, you know, in the weeks since our acquisition, now you're starting to see the pieces of that puzzle come together with uh, VMware's Horizon project being announced um, and acquisitions like obviously Zimbra uh, has been with VMware for a while, but now SocialCast and of course SlideRocket. So are you aware of, uh, I mean, is there a grand scheme there to create a uh, some sort of desktop cloud sort of thing. I mean, you've to, uh, Zimbra, you said is, a um, it's like essentially Outlook, uh, online and, uh, and you guys are, are a part of an office suite online. So is it sounds like they're trying to, uh, create an, a virtual PC with all, all the stuff in the cloud. I'm babbling. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, well, actually, I, I think that's a very good analogy. Uh, you know, VMware hasn't explicitly talked about their vision yet, but it, as you start to put all the pieces together, that's that's exactly what it feels like. Now, um, just to tell you a little bit about how we know about SlideRocket, uh, right out a year ago, uh, our school, uh, we both work for a, a small school, uh, made the move from uh, uh, Microsoft Office to Google Docs. Uh, and we did that uh, you know, school-wide, students and staff. Uh, and we found that uh, while we liked Google Docs for their um, um, 
word processor and their spreadsheet, their presentation tool uh, pretty well stinks. It was horrible. Um, And so we went, (laughs) uh, we didn't want people to have all the power of everything but PowerPoint. And and I don't know how much time you've spent in education circles, but PowerPoint is the killer app, largely in education. It's the the one thing that teachers know how to do. And, uh, yeah, and they, they use it as a movie editor. Right. You know, <laughs> when you say death by PowerPoint, that takes a whole new meaning on when you walk into a classroom. Uh, and so we were looking for something with the power uh, of PowerPoint, uh, but in an outside, um, uh, you know, cloud-based solution. And I stumbled on uh, SlideRocket, signed up for your uh, free demo, 30-day demo, and, and was just really impressed by it. And, uh, you know, the name of this show is the Tightwad Tech. We don't pay for much, uh, but we decided to pay for a site-wide license for all of our students and staff um, because we liked it so much. And uh, um, it is... Uh, the beauty of some of the, uh, help me, what's the Apple, uh, presentation suite? Keynote, I think. Keynote, yeah. It's, it's got a lot of those pretty clicky, slick stuff, uh, in terms of transitions and such, but it's, it, it's very easy to do. And, and you have, um, well, uh, the, the collaborative tools as well right, that the, are integrated there. Right. The ability to have multiple people working on a single document is a big deal. Um, and so we, we really like Slide Rocket as a tool. Um, and, you know, when we had the opportunity to, to talk to somebody who was in on the ground floor of it, we thought that was a, a great opportunity. Uh, where do you see Slide Rocket moving to? I mean, it, uh, has it arrived? Is it just a matter of polish at this point? Or do you still have major milestones that you want to uh, um, achieve at some point? Yeah, let me just first uh, comment on the education connection. We do have a lot of uh, educators and students uh, and faculty members using SlideRocket. Uh, and it's actually very gratifying to be able to support, uh, you know, uh, teachers in the classroom. Um, and certainly from a sort of strategic point of view to be educating the next generation of our presentation users um, on, a, on a new way to present. Uh, but we hear all the time from from teachers uh, using Slide Rocket in the in the classroom because I think probably because of the collaborative nature, you know, a teacher can can set up uh, an assignment in Slide Rocket, and all the students have access to that. They can see what the students are working on, whether they be working individually or in teams. Um, we've even heard from parents and grandparents who get the link from their kids and can see their presentation and can see that what they, what their what their students have been working on. Um, so it is a really nice environment and we're very, very happy to be to, to have that kind of uh, uh, uptake and in, in education. Uh, now, uh, in terms of go ahead, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Finish your thought there. Uh, I was just going to comment on the second part of your question, which is, you know, where, where are we coming from? Where are we going to? What's next? Um, and, uh, you know, I think in terms of the Google partnerships, uh, we're, we're absolutely going to continue uh, working with Google. It's been a great partnership for, for us on both the um, apps marketplace. And we also have uh, a second integration at Google with the, the Chrome Web Store. Um, we're, we're constantly talking with the Google folks to find out, you know, how we can be a better partner, um, a better app, and certainly help them evangelize uh, business productivity in the cloud uh, or education productivity in the cloud. Um, and, and both of those respects, we have a very common mission with Google. In terms of Slide Rocket, the product, uh, you know, there's some big trends that are affecting us right now. Certainly, we're always looking to uh, refine and complete the product. But one of the really big emphasis for us this year is uh, on, on enabling users to, to make great presentations uh, very quickly. Uh, and so to that, to that end, we've really uh, built out a, a bunch of new templates that help you get up and running. Um, and you're going to see more of that continue. So if you had a presentation and you want to, uh, you know, have a very short deadline to get it going, um, you can go and grab one of these templates that kind of looks and feels like uh, the kind of presentation you want to build, and then you just fill in the content yourself. A lot of the look and feel is taken care of, um, and you're going to see more of that. Another big influencer for us is is mobile. You know, presentations are, inc- are increasingly mobile. We hear 
crazy stories about, you know, all the funny different locations that people do now do presentations, whether it's on the bus, on the way to work, uh, on the Great Wall of China, um, and some other locations that I probably can't talk about on this podcast, but <laughs> just a, just a really fun, uh, uh, mobile, uh, influence is happening. And today we have, uh, you know, HTML viewers for, for iPad and iPhone, um, HTML5, and, uh, and they're great. People love them. So we're really just investing more, a lot more in mobile, and you, you'll see that later this year. All right. That's all. Uh, I, I kind of had a thought there uh, that I was grasping for. <laughs> Died of loneliness. Yeah, he said HTML5. And, you know, that's like, that's like the, the new buzzword. Uh, I was actually kind of curious with VMware uh, coming on board. Uh, has is that uh, putting new uh, developers in the seats? Is that uh, has that created for a quicker uh, development cycle? Or are we going to start seeing things roll out quicker now? Or is it pretty much uh, remaining the same? Uh, we certainly have uh, more resources and capabilities now than we've ever had, uh, and a mission of of Helping our customers make, uh, you know, the best presentations possible hasn't changed a bit. Uh, we do have a lot of, uh, uh, new job posts out right now for, so we're hiring like crazy. And, uh, if you know any great engineers, send them our way. Um, uh, I mean, VMware has been great. They, they basically said, please keep doing what you're doing. Do it faster. We don't really want to interfere. Uh, we love what you're doing, and uh, we're here to support you. Awesome. Well, that's definitely what we like to hear because, uh, well, it's already a great product. So uh, if if it can get better faster, uh, yeah, we're all for it. Uh, I don't know if you're equipped to answer this. This is a technical question, but uh, we noticed when we uh, had students and, and people really start using Slide Rocket, we took a pretty significant bandwidth hit. Um, is there a recommended capacity per user that you recommend in terms of, of using? Cause, uh, you know, you are uploading and downloading everything. It all happens in a flash editor. And so there's, uh, there seems to be a lot of traffic going back and forth. Um, is there, is there a rule of thumb that, that you guys have developed over there? Yeah, we, we probably recommend at least a DSL connection. Um, for especially if there's a whole classroom of folks uh, using it at the same time. Uh, but I've used Slide Rocket effectively on a Virgin America flight with, say, Wi-Fi and a significantly lower bandwidth than that. Um, the, the, the technical requirements are, are pretty minimal for a client. I mean, a great example is uh, this Chrome netbook that Google's about to roll out this month with uh, Samsung and Acer. Um, they're, I'm not sure if you've heard about those, but they're uh, basically like a dumb terminal with the browser. Um, yeah, actually, they're, they're just out now. They're actually uh, selling them now. Yeah, and SlideRocket runs incredibly well on those. Um, but I think you were talking more about the, the back end, the bandwidth behind that. So, right. you know, we, we recommend at least a DSL connection. You, you, you say with a classroom of people, it's not unusual for us to have 200 people using it simultaneously. So it, um, uh, we, we had to beef things up. Of course, as I said, we moved to Google uh, Docs and, and moved a lot more things to the cloud. But uh, in my own logs, the, the flash traffic seemed to be a lot of it. I was just wondering if you had a, um, any recommendations there. It's a, it's a combination of bandwidth and, and memory for each computer because uh, Flash does require some, some local memory to run. Let's face it, Flash is a big, fat, bloated pig, but it's the best thing we have right now. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Well, <laughs> I, I'm kind of curious, uh, is, uh, is, is HTML5 going to become a bigger part of, of how Slide Rocket served up, or is that going to affect that at all? Uh, you, you know, I, I can't really comment on that. We've certainly discussed it all the time, and uh, it, it absolutely made sense for our iPad and iPhone viewing clients today. Uh, and in that respect, it's been a great fit. But there's also some constraints that come with with HTML5 today. It's a it's an early technology, and for example, it doesn't support all of the transitions that we have in the Flash client. So there are some trade offs to be made today. 
Um, as that matures, then you know certainly we'll we'll stay abreast of that. Yeah, well, you mentioned transitions. Uh, let's go ahead and, and talk about that a little bit. Uh, that's one of the, the the pretty clicky things that I talked about. Right. Our teachers really like the uh, the transitions, the uh, uh, the uh, effects. There there are a lot of fairly advanced sort of things built into this with a with a relatively simple interface, and you can animate everything down to a single line of text or the whole slide, um, and you uh, make it, one of my favorite things about it is the ability to uh, search uh, Flickr for Creative Commons uh, content right from the page. If you want to add a picture, um, you, you click on the button to add a picture, and um, you, you click on um, the Creative Commons button, and, and it will only search out things that are free for classroom use. And that's pretty uh, a pretty big deal uh, in terms of searching for those things. You no longer have to go somewhere else to find your media. You can type in the word baby and thousands of pictures from Flickr that are free to use of babies or with the ba- word baby in the title show up. Um, and that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, are there any other particular um, features that you wanted to brag on or anything that you thought uh, uh, that you wanted to make sure we mentioned? Well, I will say you've touched on a, a really core part of the vision of, behind Slide Rocket um, and, and the goal being how, how do we help you make a great presentation? Uh, one of the really nice things about Slide Rocket is that because it's online, it is very connected to uh uh, almost an unlimited number of resources and we've really only just touched scratched the sur- surface of of what's possible there today now, you pointed out uh flickr we have a uh, similar functionality if you're looking for dictionary definitions uh if you're looking for youtube videos um you can you can pretty much plug and play those in your presentation today very very quickly um, so not only, you know, now do you have components like HD video in your presentation and, and beautiful images from Flickr uh, or Fotolia, if you want more professional sort of, uh, you know, paid for uh, stock photography. Um, you know, if you, if you continue on this theme, you can imagine I can pretty much get any kind of content that I want in, uh, inside of my presentation very quickly. Uh, so the vision behind this was how do we give you content? How do we give you services? And ultimately, how do we give you more functionality? And maybe this, maybe that functionality is built by Slide Rocket. Maybe it's built by a third party partner. Um, uh, for example, you know, one of the things that we've, we've plugged in there and we call them plugins is, you know, stock quotes. Maybe you want to have a stock quote on your slide. It's relevant to what you're talking about. And we can dynamically pull in the data from uh, Yahoo Finance. Um, pretty much any any stock that's out there. Um, <laughs> I can see that ruining a presentation. <laughs> Look how great this company's doing. You know, an hour before you give your presentation, and then an hour later, it's you know lost seventy five percent of its value. <laughs> um, I, I've got a I've got a little uh, question, or actually something that I wanted to to touch on, and uh, wanted to make sure that we got this uh, through to our listeners. Uh, we were talking about the bandwidth, and I'm sure. For people who are not uh, familiar with Slide Rocket, that would be the first question that they're going to ask, right? Well, if I've got my presentation up there on the cloud and then all of a sudden, boom, I don't have an internet connection, what do I do, right? I mean, that's that's going to be their first concern. But you guys have a solution for that. We have quite a lot of solutions for that. Uh, you know, certainly the vision is that everyone's connected all the time, but the reality is that not everyone's there today. Uh, so how do we manage when you're not connected or when you, when you're, uh, when you're offline? Uh, and so we do have some great solutions, uh, for exporting your files. Uh, today you can, you know, if you really must have it, you can get a PowerPoint file out of Slide Rocket. You could also get a PDF version. Um, you can also export to a Mac or PC executable file that launches your presentation, um, from your desktop. Or you could use our desktop presenter client, uh, which is an Air client, uh, an Adobe Air client that lets you sync down your presentations to your desktop and, and you can play them back offline. So there's at least four, did I say four or five different uh, solutions for, you know, playing back your content and presenting your presentation um, if you're not connected. 
I did a relatively high profile uh, presentation earlier in the year um, using Slide Rocket. It, it has become my everyday tool when I need to do a presentation. I've, I've uh, done webinars with it and that sort of thing, but uh, I did pretty much all of those things that you just said. I right. downloaded a desktop presenter uh, version for Windows and for my Linux. I have dual boot on my laptop. I made a PDF and then I loaded the page and cached it in my browser and just left the browser open and, and had that one off to the side. So <laughs> I was good either way. But as it turned out, when I went, I had enough connectivity and, and I didn't need any of that. It all worked just fine. Yeah, you guys are expert users. We have to uh, get you in our customer reference program or something. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just paranoid is what it is. Well, um, yeah, and we see that. You know, you go to a conference and what what happens, uh, you know, you go to this conference and, oh, yeah, we've got plenty of bandwidth. And then 10,000 people turn their devices on all at once and uh, and you can't get a connection anymore. So uh, we've we've been there, done that. And uh, so we, we come very well prepared when we uh, when we go to speak somewhere. Uh, one of our teachers yeah, here. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that the the rule is uh, uh, plan for the best and expect the worst. That's right. Um, well, one of our teachers here, a feature I wanted to mention. Uh, he really likes the uh, audio recording feature. Uh, he will set up a slideshow and click record, and then talk his way through that slideshow, uh, and then. Basically, he's just done his whole class, his lecture that is now available. He'll put it in his Moodle, uh, a link to it. And so now his students can go there and he can teach the class whether he's there or not. And uh, what makes Slide Rocket different from a lot of other things is you can click record on one slide and then just keep recording through slides indefinitely without having to record different audio on each slide. And uh, some other tools don't allow that. And that was uh, one of his favorite things. He actually found that feature. I, I didn't uh, even know it was there. But uh, he, he found that record right from your own webcam or, or whatever uh, input device you have on the computer, and uh, you can teach your lectures asynchronously that way. Yeah, that's that's a great feature we introduced uh, about a year ago, and uh, it's great for you know on-demand web seminars if you if you want to be you know selling in your sleep uh, and and uh, you want to embed that presentation maybe in your blog or on your website uh, it's an incredibly good feature with great quality audio um, and you can even synchronize builds across your audio stream uh, across your audio file as you record it into your presentation uh, so now you have a very powerful sort of on-demand selling tool or training tool or education tool or uh, almost like an on-demand uh, video or brochure, if you like, um, and it's it's really easy. You just click record, start talking, and synchronize. You click the synchronize for any builds that you have on the slide. Uh, actually, very very powerful tool. Uh, so Slide Rocket's been uh, featured in the who's who of business and technology media uh, publications like Forbes and Inc. and Entrepreneur Magazine, um, uh, CNET, Fortune. I mean, you name it. Uh, was that just uh, was that kind of grassroots word of mouth that was going on, or is this just really good marketing? I know you guys uh, use a PR firm, uh, but uh, of course we have something that we're trying to promote, and we have several listeners that uh, either are developers or uh, trainers and things like that that are actually interested in the marketing side. So, uh, Slide Rockets really seems to have had a meteoric rise to fame. Uh, how how was that achieved? Now, wait, before you answer that question, Nat, I'm going to answer it for you because I know the answer. You make a great product <laughs> and it sells itself. I mean, that. what do you expect yeah, him to right. say? Yeah, right. He's Come not going to say anything other than that. <laughs> I have a PR firm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's probably no such thing as an overnight success. Or every time that you find out about an overnight success, it probably means that someone's been working on it for a while. Um I will say the mainstream press coverage that we got was uh, sometimes serendipitous, um, often came our way by partners, uh, and certainly was also handcrafted wherever possible by our agency. Um, the, the the mainstream press guys are all looking for a big story to write about, um, so you always want to be going to them with ideas rather than you know requesting them just to write about you. Uh, so. You know, early on, Slide Rocket going up against the behemoth Microsoft is a really good David and Goliath story. And you can see that in a lot of our early press. Uh, they latched onto that. 
Um, as that matured, we sort of morphed that story into a mission. Uh, the mission was to help the world avoid death by PowerPoint. And, and now that's sort of become, hey, look, there's this great new way to present that you really should consider because it solves a lot of the problems that, that you have doing it the old way. Um, I will say we also do work with bloggers and community owners to tell the story and that they're all good. You know, mainstream press is great for awareness, uh, while the more grassroots layers tend to help you find more passionate users uh, and folks who are really looking for the solution you provide and, and will help you spread the word. Um, it, any way you look at it, when you're a startup, there's really no bad press. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. <laughs> All right. I, I think I'm out of questions. Yeah, Did you I have anything so else too. that uh, that you wanted to uh, say before we let you go? Any uh, final parting thoughts? Any questions we forgot to ask? Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that you guys are avid users of, of SlideRocket. Uh, we always love getting feedback from from the trenches and, and finding out what you like and dislike about the product. Um, I certainly would encourage other educators to 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 take a look at SlideRocket through. Um, the Google Apps Marketplace. I think that's a great place to get started and, and may, they may already be using Google Apps today. Um, we have some really nice integrations with Google uh, in terms of being able to pull in data from spreadsheets and pull in contact lists from spreadsheets. Um, so I think there's a really good fit there for educators. But if, they, if they're, uh, let's say, a school district that's not on Google Docs, it doesn't mean that SlideRocket is not an option to them, though. Absolutely not. Uh, and, and I will say we have um, excellent pricing for K through 12 educators uh, with incredibly good discounts. Um, they can just go to our sign up page and, and get a sense of what those are and uh, um, see the pricing for themselves. And we're, we're more than happy to work with them directly. Just uh, in the interest of full disclosure there, you know, while I complimented you and patted you on the back, now I get to tear you down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> part of You mentioned that integration with Google Apps. One of the things that uh, was problematic for me uh, as the administrator of our, our Google Apps for Domains, we have 800-some-odd users, and when we added SlideRocket, I forget the exact details, but I had to go in and pull up all 800 of those users one by one and click Add SlideRocket to them uh and that's <laughs> there are some integration issues that you guys need to, to hammer out there it's uh that's it's not quite as smooth there was also uh I, I was trying to get a support something or other and couldn't get to uh where i needed to go one page would send me to google apps and google apps would send me back to slide rocket and it was this infinite circle and i never got an actual person I could talk to. So anyway, um, it is something that uh, needs to, to be ironed out. And so my question there, after I've abused you, is, uh, um, is that something that you're working on? Are you, are you, of course, Google Apps is perpetually in beta. And uh, according to your uh, thing here, SlideRocket is in Zeta. Um, is at some point you're, you're, are you both going to come together and be one ideally? Is that something you're still working on? Uh, your issue is a known issue. It is being actively addressed. Uh, we, we actually just spoke to the Google folks last week. They have some changes that are coming up uh, uh, that are going to help with that problem. Um, and we are working uh, actively with them to, to figure that out. It's, um, it's, an it's an unfortunate constraint right now in terms of the way that the two pieces come together. Um, but it is a, you can still get started that way, and then if you have any issues, just uh, contact SlideRocket directly and we'll help you resolve them. You can either email support at SlideRocket.com or just give us a call. Yeah. And having said that, once we did get everybody activated, that sort of integration is it works perfectly smoothly. Um, you get uh, your documents show up both in the slide rocket area and in the Google Apps area, if I remember correctly. Uh, and so you can uh, share them out that way. Uh, so it works really well once it's all integrated. It's just the, the getting set up is a bit of a pain, especially if you have uh, more than a couple of users. Yeah, I, I hear you. We're working on it. <laughs> All right, Nat. Well, thank you for being with us. We appreciate your time, and uh, I guess we'll just say goodbye. Uh, thanks for being with us, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll talk to you some other time after Slide Rocket has uh, completed its bid for world domination. Right. Plant that flag on top of the Microsoft heap. <laughs>
<laughs> well, thanks, guys. I appreciate your time. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you today and uh, hope to chat to you again in the future. All right. Bye bye. And once again, that was Nat Robinson of Slide Rocket Inc. Slide Rocket. We didn't ask. Of Slide no, Rocket. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, a tool that we like a lot. Um, and. Uh, Hope that you will get uh, get used to it too. Uh, you know, often we devote ourselves almost f- fanatically to the free, and Slide Rocket isn't free, but it is certainly worth what you uh, what you pay for. Uh, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, between five hundred and a thousand users is a uh, thousand bucks a year. Um, so what is that? Uh, maybe two hundred copies of of PowerPoint. Sure. Uh, so you can let a thousand people use it for the, for the cost of 200 copies of PowerPoint. It's, uh, um, it's a tool that we pay for uh, happily that our teachers like and our students like, and, and we get, uh, a good use out of it. Well, yeah. I mean, we're the tightwad tech, not the destitute tech. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well said. There's a little money there. Uh, so moving on to the, uh, tips of the week. Um, Sean, I'm going to say, looking at the notes, I'm pretty sure you've done this teacher tip before. Do you think I have? I'm like 87% Man, I was sure. thinking that too. You know what? You go ahead. I'm going to look up another one because <laughs> so, now you got me worried. <laughs> so I'm going to vamp a little bit. Um, and my file, uh, my, my tip, uh, is actually hosted on our site because, um, it's no longer free. The, the new versions are a shareware version, but, uh, I have an old, uh, freeware version, uh, that I've posted on our Taiwad tech site. So, uh, you'll have to go to our, um, website and find the um, link to it there, but it's called Handy File Find and Replace from Silver Age Software. And it it's nothing more than a find and replace tool. That's all it does. You uh, tell it what text you want and you it can find it, replace it, delete it, whatever. But the, the cool thing about it is it'll do it across um, hundreds, thousands of, of documents within a single uh, um, directory structure. So you can point it at the top level directory and it'll eat all the way through. And, uh, um, my friend Seth, who's, uh, uh, been on the show, he was on the show, uh, for our, uh, most recent listener spotlight. And, uh, he's also, uh, one of the listeners on our, uh, every, uh, one of the hosts on our everyday Linux show, um, called me his, uh, the website for the school he works for got hacked and, uh, some script dumped, uh, uh, a line of PHP into every one of his thousands of things. Uh, and he needed to clean it up. And he, uh, he called me because, you know, I'm the guy who knows where to find things. And he said, do you know of something that will replace, um, uh, text across multiple files. I said, as a matter of fact, I do, uh, because I've used it before. Uh, if you've got a complex website, uh, full of documents and you decide you want to change every instance of the word blue to the word green, um, you just tell, point it at this, uh, thing, point it at the top directory, put blue in the find and green in the replace. And within a few seconds, it'll open every one of those documents and goes any, any ASCII text type document, HTML, CSS, PHP, text, anything. Uh, it's a Windows only tool. Um, and again, there, there is a, the, the later version, I, I'm sure it has better, more features, um, uh, from Silver Age software is a shareware that you got to pay for. But if you click the link on, uh, our show notes at, uh, at our website, then you will find, um, the free link that I've been using for probably 10 years now. And, uh, it does one thing and it does it really well. All right. Sounds good. Well, I, I will jump in here on, Short preparation, <laughs> but this one, uh, I'm pretty sure I haven't covered before. Uh, vocaroo.com and it's V-O-C-A-R-O-O.com. Uh, vocaroo is a dead simple site. This is a site where you can just pop on there and make a, a recording. You can make a recording of any length and then it gives you a couple of just very simple options to share those recordings out. So uh, if you uh, want to, I can certainly see it uh, used in the classroom because it's so simple. Uh, it happens in the browser. You simply hit a record button and record what you want to record and a stop button. And then you have options uh, directly after you stop to share it. You can send it via email. Um, you can uh, uh, embed it. You can use embed codes or you can give a link and uh, that link, you could send that link to somebody. They could click on that link and they can go to your recording in the browser. So it's really dead simple. This thing is in, is in beta still, but uh, the beauty is the simplicity there. And uh, I think, regardless of the age of the kids that you were using this with you can just pop them on there do the recording and and go uh 
heck, if you had a website where you could embed the code, I mean, you literally could use this as like one of the most dead simple podcasting uh, tools out there. Uh, of course, we're not big advocates yeah, just, of doing yeah. podcasts that it's way. It's not a but. podcast. That's a distributed <laughs> recording. <laughs> right. But uh, but still, uh, again, for the simplicity, it's worth taking a look at. It's vocaroo.com. And so there you go. There's two tools that do one thing and do them very well. Right. And um, I'm going to ask you guys to hang with us a little bit. This is uh, turning into a long show, but uh, this next little bit is uh, a little more than we uh, ordinarily discuss. Uh, but we get to the part where we tell you how to find us, our contact information, and that's different. That's changing. And uh, so we want to talk a little bit about why. Um as I mentioned uh, previously, we have the uh, uh, Everyday Linux uh, web uh, podcast that we uh, started a couple weeks ago. It's kind of on hiatus right now, but it'll be starting back up again uh, in full effect. We have the uh, Tightwad Teacher podcast that will be starting uh, hot and heavy within the next, what, four weeks or so or less? Uh, right. We will be recording the first episode here in just a few minutes, as a matter of fact. Um, and then, uh, well, if we get off the line here. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then uh, we have a, another uh, show uh, that's in development that is not tech related at all, um, but uh, uh, I or think education. It's, be, it's not education related. But I think it's interesting. And then we have uh, still a fifth podcast that uh, should be coming out uh, before the before fall, sometime this summer. So right. this summer is going to be a lot of growth uh, for our network, and so. I mentioned it briefly, uh, very, uh, a few months ago, uh, very briefly that, uh, at some point we can't just be the tightwad tech slash everyday Linux or the tightwad tech slash the tightwad teacher. That's a little ridiculous. Uh, so we have formed, uh, a company, uh, a production company. It's called Element OP Productions. Uh, it's a stupid name, but it's funny. Element as in the periodic table of elements. OP is an OP Taylor. Element OP. Yes. You know what? The, the, uh, the original logo will have to be like one of those collectible items right. like we'll have to do just a limited edition of like a, a few t-shirts or t-shirts something, right. and stuff yeah and that like you'd be extra special right. if you have one of those it's the periodic table of elements yeah. with opie taylor's face on yeah it, mark so. you, mark made this thing and it's it's actually awesome but it's just when we put everything together and i say we when mark put everything together uh it just didn't quite look right. And we, we kind of thought, uh, we need to go a different direction with it. So, uh, yeah, that'll be our limited edition right. stuff. So, uh, you know, it's a play on words of the alphabet, element OP, right? Element OP. Um, again, uh, we've talked about this when we, we did the logo for the, for the Tightwad Tech, you know, this sort of amorphous jumping jack man sort of thing. And people said, well, what does it mean? It doesn't have to mean anything. It's just fun. It's memorable. And most importantly, the URL was available. And right. let's face it, that's what matters. And so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta have that dot com. So, starting, uh, probably by the time this show hits the air, uh, the Taiwan Tech website itself will disappear. Um, and you will be, if you go there, you'll be redirected to, um, uh, elementop.com and uh, you will have a list of shows there so it would be the Element OP Productions and so now the new place to find us is no longer the taiwatech.com but elementop.com and from there you'll be able to uh, find all the same sort of things the show notes and everything that I've already ported all that information over there uh, we'll be starting new forums uh, there is no export from BuddyPress on the forum thing. So uh, I we're still trying to decide whether we're just going to leave that content uh, dead there or if we're going to bring it over. Uh, but we'll do something. There will be a new forum. There'll be some way there to communicate. And, of course, the chat room is still active. That won't go anywhere. And uh, your RSS feeds won't change. I'll make sure. I'm not sure how I'm going to pull all that off, but I will make sure that your RSS feeds won't change because I'm not going to uh, – dump all of our listeners now in favor of something else right uh, but uh, so now you find us not at the tightwadtech.com but at elementop.com that's e-l-e-m-e-n-t-o-p-i-e for those of you outside the u.s who don't know who opie taylor is google him uh, right yeah Ron Howard. Kind of looks like Mark. Andy Griffith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he weighs a little more than I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, so elementop.com. Our Twitter, uh, the Taiwan Tech Twitter is still there, but we're also starting a new network uh, uh, Twitter feed, uh, uh, elementop on uh, twitter.com slash elementop, and then we'll have lists, uh, different Twitter lists for the show's uh, uh, hosts of each show. So there'll be a, 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 a Taiwan Tech list and an Everyday Linux list, and, and uh, that way you'll get... Uh, 
a little more flavor from the individual host themselves rather than just static. Hey, we're doing another show. So right. we, we hope to be hitting the, uh, um, Facebook, uh, and uh, Twitter stuff a lot harder. Um, also, there's going to be uh, um, LMNOP uh, Facebook page. I'm going to put a link to it on these show notes, um, and I need 25 of you to go and like it so that I can get us a vanity URL, facebook.com slash LMNOP. Uh, so when I put that link up there, I, I'm ordering you. I hereby order you to go and like us. It has been so decreed. It has been. We have far more than 25 <laughs> listeners. So if like 5% of you go and like it, we're in good shape. So I just need some of you to go out there and do that. And as always, you can leave us uh, a voicemail on our on our Google Voice number. That's 530-FRUGAL2. That one's not going anywhere. We'll probably be adding other ones for other shows. Uh, but for now, you can do that. Or you can go to uh, the website, uh, and there will be a call us widget on there somewhere. I haven't built that yet. But yes. hopefully by the time this show airs, it will be. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. By the time this comes out... Uh you know, start migrating, go over there, go to elementop.com and, uh, you know, say your goodbyes to the tightwadtech.com. <laughs> so the tightwad tech show is there. The, the content is still there. The, the hosts whom you love are still there. Uh, we're just, uh, all under our parent company, element OP productions. Uh, and, uh, we're hoping that'll be a good way to get some cross, uh, pollination between our shows. So, uh, one of the shows that we're starting is, is a weight loss, uh, show, uh, uh a friend of mine who's lost so far 125 pounds and still going. Uh, he's going to be doing a podcast about that. A uh, couple of goobers that Sean knows are going to be doing a, a sports uh, podcast, uh, which I think yes. is going to be probably the funniest one on the network. Yeah, these that's, guys. yeah that's the one um, I'll be definitely tuning in. And into. so, yeah, not all geeks are into sports, but a whole lot of geeks need to lose some weight. So maybe <laughs> we can put those two things together. And as you're going to to uh, to the site for one show, you'll pick up some interest in another and uh, and we'll go that way. We resemble that remark. Yes. Yeah. Both. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, great show. Thank you. Yeah. And with that, I can say nothing more because Sean has That's dropped it. the great show bomb. Yeah, yeah. He I, wants I to heard, get out of here for his other podcast. I heard Frugal, too. That's, That's right. Frugal, okay. too. We're done. And so for now, this is Mark signing off. And Sean signing off. Yeah.